On today's tea with Kenny P. Ken returns from a long hiatus to discuss existential hot beverage crisis. Then we listen in on a pilot episode for some office conflict reality show. I'm not sure it's legal or ethical to just play the audio rip from a television show and claim it's your podcast, but maybe Ken can start one of those cool jail podcasts after he's thrown in the slammer. So when I was at NYU, can you get any lock breaks on the Focus? Yes, you can. No, I went to NYU. That's nice. I had this apartment, and it was so small, you could eat, cook, and go to the bathroom at the same time. You know, and just the handling on it was so good. Yeah. Well, the Focus has this smooth, multi-link suspension, so... And this Focus has a 130-horsepower Z-Tech mm-hmm. engine. It's hot. Yes, it does. That's yeah. right. Hey, anyway. Can we go for a ride? That's a great idea. Yeah. Right. Hi there, dear listener. So, where you been? Phone and I have been waiting here to enjoy some tea together. I'm sorry. I couldn't go through with it. I was feeling bad about my sporadic podcast release schedule and tried to redirect my sporadic podcast. My SPRS, shame on you, where it clearly didn't belong because, well, because you're a wonderful human being. Anyway, welcome to our tea party. I don't think I say this often enough, but, you know, if tea's not your thing... You're welcome to enjoy any beverage you like. Of course you know that, dear listener. Who may not be into tea? You tuned in anyways. But sometimes I get the old, Yeah, tea's not really my thing. Whenever someone hears about my podcast. Usually from another bystander. Because, dear listener, there are few conversations more awkward than explaining your podcast to a real live person. Especially when your podcast tends to be as weird as this one. Yeah, it's like a talk radio on the internet, but but it's about tea, I'll say. And they'll reply, hmm, yeah, tea, huh? Hmm, I'm more of a, um, a hazelnut toddy kind of guy. But, um... You, you know, good luck with your podcast. I, I'm sure it's great. But it's not really about the tea. You know that, right? I mean, it's tea all the way down, but but the tea is, is, is just a metaphor, you see. As the camellia sinensis infuses the hot water with a bouquet of soft, malty, woody earth flavor, my sultry voice infuses your ear canal with wet, hot takes on life. And the art of living. And that's that's something we can all get behind. I guess. I, unless you're in yeah, some sort of death cult, I guess. Dear listener, if you're in a death cult, you may not like this podcast. Tea drinker or no. But I, but I hope you listen anyway. Maybe I convince you there's beauty in this world of ours. Or at least there's beauty in enjoying a warm beverage together. Like maybe you see yourself more of a of a coffee person. Hey, that's cool. I enjoy coffee too. In fact, nary a morning goes by where I don't enjoy that first morning coffee. Feel free to let me know what you're drinking, dear listener, at Pelican on Twitter. In my travels, dear listener, I've come across individuals, tea purists, 
who would adjust the bridge of their glasses and say, Hmm, well, actually, if technically speaking, the drink in question isn't in fact infused with the, the dried leaves of the one Camellia sinensis, then, uh, a matter of fact, uh, it's not in fact tea. To that person, I'd say, yeah, sure. But just so you know, my friendly neighborhood loose-leaf tea merchant has got a store full of herbs and flowers. Their shilling is tea. And the label contains the word tea, not chamomile petals for warm flower drink, for instance. So, I hate to tell you this, technical tea. Well, actually, guy, you seem to be fighting a losing battle. But we can be pals, and I get it. I mean, if anything steeped in hot water can be tea, then, then where does it end? What's to differentiate some slowly percolated rooibos with coffee? Is coffee tea now? I don't know what to tell you, guy. I understand you've got all your hot beverages packed away in neat little boxes, only to have the slack-jawed masses get in there with their grubby hands, messing it all up, throwing lemon balm in the tea, cocoa in the coffee, it's just madness. Speaking of coffee and existential hot beverage crisis, dear listener, at the office where I work, they started this new thing. They have one coffee machine dedicated to light roast and one for dark. Dear listener, before this little sociology experiment designed to drive us all mad, I'd considered myself a dark roast guy. I mean, who doesn't live in Flavor Town if not for yours truly? So I fill my novelty mug of the week. For argument's sake, let's say it was my vintage Forbidden Planet mug. Up with pitch black dark roast. I mean, what am I? A chicken? Um, a, a, a light roast drinking li lightweight? No, I stroll into the, to the coffee machine like I'm, I'm John Wayne. All the office chatter ceases. Yeah, the piano player stops. And in my best Johnny Cash voice, I say, I'll have the dark roast black. There's a gasp and a murmur in the crowd. D did he just say, what, what the? D is he, he's, he's drinking dark roast? Uh, black? People are swooning, overcome with my bold choice in coffee. I take it back to my desk. And I get real with myself. I have a sip. Something's not right. Am, am I a light roast guy? And later in the day, cup number two, I find myself standing in front of the light roast machine. A lady co-worker, maybe she can see the self-doubt on my face, explains, Well, actually, when the, when the beans are roasted longer... It roasts away a lot of the flavor and caffeine, leaving just like a burnt toasty flavor. She sounds like she has a, a coffee podcast or something. But I take the light roast tea back to my desk, and it's not right either. Do I even like coffee? I ask myself. I try a mix of the two. I can't get the mix right. So that's me, dear listener. How's your summer been? Phone and I have been having a busy summer. Uh, I'm here in a different car-slash-recording studio. It's got a lot of bells and whistles like it were tricked out by Tony Stark. Microsoft Sync, 
so I can talk to Sfone through the steering wheel. Please say a command. Phone, play that song from the late 90s Ford Focus ad. I used to make fun of this ad, dear listener. I think they were going for a Mentos style. I'm a little scamp who doesn't let society silly rules get in my way, type ad. The protagonist is in, in a long line for the ladies' washroom and cuts into the men's room instead. And the other ladies look on, admiring her boldness and smiling. Anyway, that's me now. I'm a focus driver who uses the men's room almost exclusively. But one day last week, I was leaving the office. I glanced at phone to see if there are any notifications, nothing out of the ordinary. I put my phone in my shirt front pocket, like a modern-day Revenge of the Nerds pocket protector type thing. Got into that new-to-me focus, and it was all like, Hey, where, where's phone? Phone's right here, says I, removing her from my pocket. With a double-tapped activator screen, nothing. Just a black, pixelless void. Oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll just reboot her, I say to the Ford Focus. And her screen lights up with her startup sequence logo thing. You see, I'm sure it's nothing. Then blackness again. Then the startup logo thing again. Phone is suffering from the fatal disease of boot loop. I pull the battery, reinsert, boot loop. Factory reset, still boot loop. I watch a YouTube video entitled, Easy Surefire Way to Recover from Boot Loop. The guy takes these tiny, teeny tiny screwdrivers and dismantles his phone. Disconnects the screen and camera, and he waves a heat gun over the phone's motherboard. And I have a moment of solidarity with the top YouTube commenter. Easy does not belong in the title of this video. So I get a new phone. Now I know what you're thinking, dear listener. What about the phone we all knew and loved? Well, she's a cloud-based AI, so... So she's that same great AI you've known and loved. She's just inhabiting a Chinese body now. Say hi, phone. So anyway, that's what's new with me. I guess we should get into what tea we're drinking today, huh? That's right, Ken. Well, today's tea is, is coffee. Just kidding. Today's tea is this Japanese iced tea I've been, I've had sitting in my fridge for months. You see, dear listener, I was at this Comic-Con months and months ago, and there was this booth, as there often is, full of Japanese stuff. I'm not talking Japanese science fiction or fantasy. I mean just stuff, like imported snacks and whatnot. You see, at Comic-Con, there's your Whovians, your Trekkies, Marvel Zombies, DC Fanboy Primes, your various video game gangs. And then there's just people who love anything that comes from Japan. Anyway, I asked them if, if they have any unusual Japanese teas. And the lady shrugged and handed me this can of iced tea with Japanese writing on it. On the other side, it says green tea jasmine. Well, hang on. It says it's from Indonesia. So today, dear listener, I'll be drinking polka jasmine green tea. From Indonesia. Here it goes. It's alright. It's it's very sweet. Almost got like a like a melon melony flavor to it. 
It's refreshing. Polka jasmine green tea from Indonesia. That's today's tea. When a home is in trouble, we're there to help. Because sometimes you've got to tear things down to build them back up. Brendan and Lisa Wirtz are a newlywed couple with a baby on the way. But Brendan's pathetic man cave will give you prepartum depression. Okay, so Brendan, tell me, am I in a man cave or a man's grave? Because I'm looking around at this man cave thinking it's more like a man's grave. <laughs> His man cave is more like a man's grave. Brendan's man cave is more like a man's grave. Because Brendan's man cave is more like a man's grave. No! When we first got here, your man cave needed to be man-saved. <laughs> no, your man cave was more like a man's grave. Because your whole house is more like a man's grave. Office conflict. That was my chicken salad, Karen. All right, who's been messing with my carpal tunnel pad? Many statisticians agree it's on the rise. But what if we could solve these problems, one workplace at a time? I'm Chris Pembleton, and this is Workmates. Hello. My name is Curtis Schnappel, and I study office beverage culture in the workplace. So... Who pays you for this study? Well, the, the study is funded by the government. You got a government grant to study office drinks? Yes. So, our taxes are paying for your drink study? Well, that's one way to look at it. Hi, my name is James Holbrook. I work in the post-production department at, at Hartford Weinbeck. I'm a tea drinker, and I often, I often feel bullied and harassed because of my, my choice in Offred's beverage. Are there, there are other tea drinkers here in the office? Yes, most, most of us work in post-production. There's a few that just drink water. The, the, the water cooler gang, or, or coolios as we call them, are, they're pretty neutral. Pretty, pretty inclusive bunch, really, um. Most of us drink the odd glass of water from time to time, except Trevor. Tre Trevor is all tea all the time. Isn't that right, Trevor? That's right. Hi, I'm Chad. I, I drink lots of coffee in the day. It's, it's not unusual for me to drink 23, 24 cups of coffee in a single day. And that's, that's from, from the big mug here, too. My record was 38 cups one day. I had to, to go to emerge after that one. I thought I was a hummingbird or something. The doctor was concerned with my, my urine. Said it was like a, a straight dark roast arabica. And I, I've got these kidney stones like, like Folgers crystals down there. So, so I'm trying to cut back. Often these beverage groups, as I call them, will, will form gangs with um, larger, more powerful coffee drinkers preying on That's the That's Curtis again. More, he claims this office beverage tribalism drinkers. is happening in offices worldwide. They call us, um, they call us grannies, 
Twit Boys, Dandy Lads, uh, Leaf Slurpers, Johnny Lemon Cakes. James says the coffee drinkers like Chad in pre-processing are making the workplace miserable for him. And the other tea drinkers, Pinky Erectors, Twigs and Berries, Lords and Ladies, you know, names like that. It's gotten so bad that we'd rather not even go into the, the kitchenette anymore. Trevor brought his kettle from home, didn't you, Trevor? That's right! He had to get a new one from home. That's how how bad it's gotten. Well, well, actually. Or, or do you do you just bring that one back and forth? Do you? That's right. Well, so now he's got to bring his lunch box and his bag and 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 what else? My yogurt. Well, why don't you just put your put your yogurt in your your lunch box? I like to eat it on the bus. And that's that's right. He's got to take the the bus. He doesn't. You don't have a car, do you, Trevor? That's right. And m- many times, he'll let me use his kettle, unless unless he's cross with me for something. He forgets to rinse the kettle. Oh, for he- for heaven's sake, Trevor! R- rinse water out of the kettle. That doesn't even even make sense. Well, I like a rinsed kettle. James agreed to wear a recording device as he goes to the kitchenette, so we could hear what goes on in there. <clears throat> okay, now now I'm I'm turning on the kettle. What are you you talking to yourself, James? Hey, fellas, James here's talking to all his friends. <laughs> now now I don't want any. Any trouble, lads? Lads? Lads are tea drinkers. You calling us tea drinkers, James? Well, well, I don't... We drink coffee, James. Unless you've forgotten. Coffee's for dudes. Well, dudes, I, I guess we should get back to work then, huh? Hey, James. One lump or two. He, he knocked all the all the sugar about. Some of it ended up in the in the sink, where where it'll be no good to anyone. I had a talk with Chad about his behavior in the kitchenette. I wanted to find out where his aggression was coming from. I don't I don't know what comes over me in there. Maybe it's a workplace stress. Do you think maybe less coffee, less caffeine might help? Don't you think it might help if you you just mind your business sometimes? I'm sorry. I just feel like sometimes the grandmas, I mean the the, the tea drinkers, look down on us. What do they think, they're too good for coffee? I asked James how he feels about coffee and coffee drinkers. I, I remember I was about 14 or so. Am I family and I were visiting an uncle. My uncle, he had this mug in his hand and he said, here you go, James. This is, this is coffee. It'll, it'll put a, uh, some pep in your step. As he's coming towards me with the mug of hot coffee, he trips over Admiral Scruffington, my aunt's cat, and, and hot coffee goes spilling all over my lap. 
all over my new holiday trousers. There's a coffee stain on the scrapbook page I was working on. And I've just never cared for coffee ever since. So, what do you like about tea then? Well, tea is like a warm cup of calming reassurance, isn't it? I'll be working on the Miller Group account and looking at the date and looking through the numbers and how the coffee dudes or whatever, whatever they call themselves didn't even put the proper account numbers on the service agreement. I'll have a sip of tea and it's like the tea is telling me, hey, life will go on, won't it? You'll finish this file and close it just as you have so many other times before, just one step at a time. I took my findings to HR just to see if they had any opinion on the matter. Are you aware of an ongoing feud between the tea and coffee drinkers in this office? Yeah, well, I know Chad has been having a little fun with that stick in the mud down in in post-production. They're nothing but a bunch of granny bonnets down there. Tea-drinking dandy twits with their their pinkies in the air. Like they're some kind of upper-crust parasol twirlers. Grinning away like a... I could see I wasn't going to get very far with HR, but I had another possible solution in mind. Smell of Limburger cheese... Okay, watch your step here. I've got a a chair for you right here. Okay, at the count of three, I want you to take off your blindfolds. Oh, oh, it's you. Hi, Chad. Now, I got some tea here and some coffee. Chad, I'm going to give you the tea, and I want you to try it. Uh, no, thank you. (laughs) I only consume caffeinated beverages, thank you very much. You realize, Chad, that tea also contains caffeine? And if you use more leaves with a shorter steep time, you can produce a nice cup of tea with potentially more caffeine than your average coffee. So, what you're telling me is I can mix it up a bit, drink a variety of beverages, and not sacrifice the caffeine my body needs? Well, I think it's a good idea to cut down on caffeine anyway, Chad, but yes, tea has caffeine. I've had this before. It's like a memory just flashed through my brain. Playing checkers with Nana. I'd forgotten about that. I just figured tea was like pond water with old leaves in it. This is quite nice. James, I'm sorry. I I had no idea. Well, Chad, I'm happy you found a beverage you can enjoy. Maybe now we can reach an understanding and you... Won't mess with my sugar lumps. And James, don't you think it's time you tried some coffee? Um, I, I'd rather, I'd rather not, thank you. Come on, James. Chad was willing to try tea. Don't you think you could meet him halfway? Well, I guess I could try. Just, just a sip, I, I guess. Okay, here you go, James. I'm just going to walk it over to you. Ow, 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 ow. Well, I spilled the coffee on James, so he's more convinced than ever that coffee's not his thing. But Chad's become much more tea-tolerant since this exercise. So I'd consider this a success. Until next time, this is Chris Pembleton saying, Wherever you find employment rates, 
you could use this office conflict management show called Workmates. Thank you for listening to today's Tea with Kenny P. Please send your questions, thoughts, and feedback to Ken at today's tea with Kenny or at Pelican on Twitter. If you like the show, give it a glowing review wherever you find podcasts. And better yet, recommend this show to a friend. 